Coming to you from my basement in beautiful Chicago, this is LezCast. I am your host, Amanda Costner. Right at the top of the pod, I want to say, if you aren't, make sure you subscribe to LezCast on our main feed. That way you get all the juicy Women Loving Women content coverage. We're going to be recapping the upcoming third season of the L Word Generation Q. That premieres November 18th. If you are one of our listeners from the Aaliyah Their Own feed, we recapped all of First Kill a few months ago. That was the first show we ever covered on LesCast that has a special place in my heart. We have a lot of cool stuff over there on the main LesCast pod. But enough of that! We have a fun finale to recap, so here we go. The official LesCast recap of the Season 1, Episode 8 finale of Amazon Prime's A League of Their Own. Joining me today, we are very lucky to have uh, someone who covers a number of TV shows over on her channel, Laylup, including reacting to every episode of A League of Their Own. She's covering Yellow Jackets, Dead to Me, Stupid Wife. She's got Grey's Anatomy. There's all kinds of, Batwoman is on there, all kinds of great stuff. Uh, just lots of content uh, over on her YouTube channel. Also, uh, I have her Twitter, her Instagram linked in the description. Please give her a follow at Laylup Stuff. Please help me welcome August. Hi, how are you? <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing, August? I'm great. Just drinking my mate. Mm, mate. <laughs> mate. Yeah. I love it. Uh, August, can you sort of give us um, the short version of why you decided to cover a league of their own on your channel? Well, that's just easy. I mean, Darcy Corden was in it. And I <laughs> I mean, that's enough, I guess. Um, so I saw mm-hmm. her on The Good Place and I loved her as Janet. She was like my favorite. So I was like, oh my God, she's in this. And I saw like on Twitter a, a clip of her and Carson. I was like, oh, she's playing a queer character. So I was like, what is this about? So yeah, watched the trailer. So I was like baseball. I don't know anything about baseball, but I was like, okay, I'll try it out, see what it's about. And yeah, that's pretty much why I started it. Just Darcy. Uh, you and half the uh, fan base is watching yeah. for Darcy Carden. So <laughs> yeah. I did fall in love with Abby and uh, with Carson. I mean, she was yeah. the cutest. So yes. yeah, she's very cute. My heart. We'll have to see who we each uh, love the most uh, (laughs) at the end of the episode. Uh, Well, because this is the finale, of course, we can't just have one special guest host. We got to have two for the finale. Joining us is one of the hardest working producers in Chicago, a talented comedian, writer, actor, not to mention a badass mascot. Oh, did you think that was it? Wrong. No, it's not. She's also a radio DJ, Amy. Is there anything you don't do? <laughs> Make I don't play sure. <laughs> okay, okay. We found the one thing. <laughs> Make sure you check out Bad Waves Radio on YouTube, uh, the show Amy hosts featuring all kinds of Chicago musicians and performers. And if you are in the Chicago area, this Friday, October 7th, Bad Waves Remix will be live at Redline Virtual Reality. There will be a link to all of this in the description, including all of Amy's socials. 
please give a warm welcome to Amy Nico Schwartz. Thank you. Uh, Amy, I got to say, I was a little surprised. I know how busy you are. Uh, and I, I think I mentioned to you, like, oh, we're covering the show. I want to have you on the pod. But I, I kind of, like, thought maybe you, you – I didn't know if you would you would watch it. So was there something besides the illustrious opportunity to recap with us on LesCast that drew you to the show? Well, my girlfriend really wanted to watch it, so that helped <laughs> get me yep. watching it quicker. <laughs> so I, I was really excited about it because I love Abby Jacobs and from you know broad city fellow comedian you know and then i i grew up being a jock not baseball but you know soccer and skateboarding snowboarding all that stuff so i, I was pretty excited to see it. and this was like one of my favorite movies as a kid so the, the remake i was just so excited to see it yeah yeah me too uh yeah uh listeners amy is a also a badass snowboarder there really is nothing you don't do amy okay i swear. <laughs> Uh, okay, I have a confession. I don't know what you two do when you get nervous, but when I get nervous, I sometimes have to fill the space, which is why I started a podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, let's jump in. Let's get this recap going. We start the finale out by learning things have not been going so good for the Peaches. Uh, in the playoffs, they've lost two games. And this was kind of an inevitable to me. They can't just like have the Peaches win or lose. They got to build it up more. How do we do that? Make it so that they can't lose any more games. Yeah. Uh, but after their loss, Charlie is there. And Charlie's like, who cares? We're going to have kids one day. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah, yeah. bread bowl, ball and chain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a great addition. We he came when we needed him. We didn't. We didn't. But okay, <laughs> he was there. Saying, saying just what all the ladies need to say. Um, Greta's waiting over in the wings for God knows what reason. Like that doesn't look suspicious at all, Greta. <laughs> um. Uh, Sarge wants Carson to say something, which makes sense. And her big speech ends up being a regurgitated version of this stuff Charlie was saying to her. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if I can give her too hard a time because I think she's also like shitting bricks over Shirley finding out about her and Greta. So I feel like she's distracted. Yeah. Um, but I, I got to say, like, August, the show acted like this was the worst speech in the world. But I've seen stuff like this portrayed in, in movies. And when somebody's like, we've already won. It doesn't matter. Sometimes everybody's like, yeah, we're free. Yeah. It works. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's like you you think like, oh, okay, we got here. So you, you start getting more chill about it. And then you just don't go to like, how you say it as in English, you don't do your best like to get there. So I was like, I mean, it's not that bad of a speech, Carson, but I get that the way Greta was looking at her, it was like, like, okay, he told you to say that he kind of put that in your brain and you're kind of losing yourself and you're like saying what he wants you to say. And you're not hearing yourself saying like, well, no, we need to do better. Like we got to win. It's not just about, oh, we got here. Great. This is awesome. We got to the championship. It's all good. No, let's win this shit. So 
She didn't Making do the that. Point, that wasn't really her style that got them yeah. in, on their streak. Like her style was yeah. like, let's do this, you know, like pushing <laughs> them. Screams a lot. Them yeah. <laughs> that would have uh, not worked in my sports days. <laughs> no, you would have been like, yeah, we would have been like, what? <laughs> we have to win. What do you mean? <laughs> yes. like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, well, I, that would have not worked on my soccer team. No. So I, Amy, yeah. are you wanting like the mighty ducks coach? Who's like, you better get the W. <laughs> yeah. Well, we actually watched, um, uh, lady bucks. <laughs> Wait, what? Dangerfield. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know that reference. Ah, yeah. It's pretty niche. Maybe soccer fans, but, oh, got it. Uh, you know, we, yeah, we were, we were amped up. We weren't, we weren't going to be like, oh, we already won. Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like something like uh, someone filling in his coach would have to say, which she was uh, originally. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But she started already kind of get her in her world. And I don't know, you, you're saying what your husband said and everyone, everyone knew. Yeah. yeah. I guess and she was feeling kind of down. Cause I mean, they were losing a lot and maybe she was like, oh shit. I'm not doing great. So I guess she kind of accepted that advice from Charlie, but it wasn't her. So, and that's what Greta tells her, like, where are you? Like, Mm -hmm. it's not you. So, yeah. Yeah. I think she says, uh, find a way to show up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like she just disappeared and she was this other person. And, And Greta's like, she says, like, I didn't leave California or Joe. For, for this shit you're talking about. No, we we got here to win. And that's yeah. what you need to say. Greta has a point. Like, she just like was like, come on, we're going to do this. We yeah. need you. So, yeah. Like, what a slap in the face to be like, eh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could have let me go then. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, we get a scene. Uh, I don't know if Carson maybe is inspired by Greta's, uh, you know, challenge. But we get a really kind of hilarious, kind of t- tough for the for Charlie scene to watch. Where uh, Amy, what did you think of uh, Carson's way of asking her husband to leave? She was like, "I need you to leave." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go. Yeah, and then the best part is like, "All right, well, I'll watch the game," and she's like, "Nah, yeah, <laughs> you can't even be near this stage." Bye. You gotta leave. Town. Carson says, I keep feeling you when I need to be feeling me. <laughs> but I feel like okay. what she meant was, I need to be feeling not you. Or maybe Greta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She got to like that. Thing, you know, but hey, she uh, she, she got it done. <laughs> but yeah, I felt bad for him. Like, he got the PTSD. She's coming in all like, sorry, see ya. But he was the one that told her the championships, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, August, how would you tell your husband <laughs> to get the <laughs> F out of here? I don't need you to <laughs> go. <Ooh>. Okay. <laughs> like, well, that's something that bothered me because he, he felt like she didn't, because, well, this comes after that she gives him money to leave. And she's like, oh, <gasps> you don't need me. And I'm like, why would she need you, honey? I mean, it's not about that. That really got me off a bit on my reaction. Like the idea of necessity in our relationship. Like you don't need him. You you have yourself. You can do whatever. But 
that's not love. That's not what our relationship be about. It's not about necessity. It's about just loving a person. And I mean, if she needs right now that you have to go to focus on herself and, and have uh, like her own mind without you, I mean, you need to respect that and not be like, like, oh, you don't want me here. It's, it's not that. It's just I need to focus and I can't do that with you here. So, I mean, I wouldn't maybe say it in a better way than just go. <laughs> yeah. but be like, well, please just let me be with my thoughts. And I need this right now. Which but August, I, I like what you mentioned about um, the money part. Because I feel like, you know, Amy, if if your partner hands you a stack of money, is the first thing you say, or you're going to say, be like, oh, you don't need me, do you? Like, is that a man thing? Is that just a man reaction? Ooh, Yeah. I will say, uh, as a divorced woman who's married to a man, <laughs> uh, you know, it can be, I know. <laughs> hey, I got free. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that's, that is more of a man thing. Like, come on. Like, and I was like, whoa, all your money. What are you doing, girl? <laughs> <laughs> Throw some of that away. Half out. <laughs> especially a man in that time obviously because maybe right now it's not all like that but in in the 40s i mean obviously that was like hurting his ego and yeah yeah because the women were supposed to be oh sorry no what was that amy go ahead i was saying he seemed progressive but still for that time yeah Mm -hmm. it's still too much for him Mm -hmm. i actually liked him when he talked with her i was like well he Mm -hmm. seems really sweet he's not like an asshole you know and and they talk very freely, and I actually like the way that they cared about each other. I mean, she obviously loved Greta as well, but I think she did have feelings for him, and and she cared about him. So it was I hate the position she got it herself into because <laughs> I mean she did love Greta, but yeah. Well, since you bring it up, in some of the bonus clips, uh, Will Graham and Abby Jacobson kind of essentially say. Like, at first I thought maybe Carson was bi, and, you know, not that it is a huge deal, but I don't know, because in the bonus clips, they were saying, like, oh, she loves him, but she's not in love with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I felt the same when I watched it. Sorry. No, Go no. ahead, <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was going back and forth on if she was bi or not. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think, Amy? I I think maybe she, she's, you know, it's like a spectrum, right? So I think yeah. she's maybe a little bi, but she leans more queer. So like, that that's my guess. Yeah. That sounds right yeah. to me too. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you all think of this next sequence we get of Max and Clance looking for a replacement roommate? I thought this was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> It was hilarious. I mean, their relationship is hilarious. The, the, how they interact with each other. It's just precious. I love watching them. Uh, and especially in scenes like this, when they are having fun, it's just a pleasure to watch them. It's, it's amazing. It was just so fun. Yeah, my favorite line was, yeah, I'm going to stop you there. We're not going to just throw a party every time you decide to pick up a broom. <laughs> I don't know if it was Cheryl. I think it was Cheryl was so obsessed with the cleaning stuff. Yeah. Like the hot guy she almost picked. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm your marriage. It's no, 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 no. Yeah, and like a good friend, yeah, Max saves. Yeah, yeah I think it was until he's hot. Nope. <laughs> nope. Oh. Yeah. 
Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. That's good advice. If you're married, don't be a roommate with somebody you're, you have the hots for. Yeah. <laughs> good advice overall. Yeah. Uh, we follow up this like really funny roommate scene with a slow-mo of Max and Clance walking through the factory. They're both wearing these like badass shades. Uh, yeah. Max and Clance really shined in this finale to me. Yeah. I mean, I love the fact that she got in the Defender and I was like, oh, that's so cool. I'm so happy for her. And then she was like, but immediately I was like, oh my God, Tony, like she's going to see that. And I was like scared for a second. But then this sequence of them just being queens and just like, yeah, bitch, I'm in the paper. Loved it. I think I was so proud of her. I mean, finally, finally, she got a, a bit of recognition for her talent, which was amazing. Yeah, she's had uh, the first half, maybe even the first three quarters of the season, just Max could not get a break at all. Yeah. And so it's nice that in the finale, really the last two episodes maybe, Max is just totally finally yeah. getting to shine. I love it. Totally. Uh, what did you uh, What did you all think of the Screws coach uh, half-acidly? He, he doesn't swallow his pride so much as he like tastes it, and then he's like, oh, you can practice with us. Yeah, I mean, that sucked. I was like, bitch, no, don't go there. Like, he said no to you. Like, no, that's not it. And I love that she just, like, then we, we go to cars and be like, yeah, she said no. I don't know how she said it, but I was so proud of her that she didn't fell for that. Because, yeah, he doesn't deserve her, honestly. Good point. Uh, speaking of the Max and Carson scene, uh, they've become besties over season one. And, uh, but then the conversation gets a little serious. Uh, you know, it almost feels like Max being so happy talking about everything that's going on in her life almost triggers Carson and Carson's like, oh yeah, right now my life sucks. You know, Carson says that bit about how I wish I never knew what it felt like to be with a woman, that it wouldn't hurt like this. Um, what did you think of that, Amy? I mean, I, I think that was important to show, like, how she was feeling. So, yeah, I think that was a good scene to show. I mean, it's, like, heartbreaking what she's going through. But I think it's something people experience, you know, when they when they first come out that, you know, they're like, well, it was easier before. But I think then long term, like, I'm hoping season two they'll show. It's going to have the payoff. Like, it was so worth it. So much better that she did, you know. Hopefully we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I totally contemplated like, should I just uh, stay in the closet my whole life? You know, I, I come from this very conservative family. Uh, yeah, very relatable. Yeah. It sucks that she had to go through that, like being with her and be like, oh, I love this. But at the same time, it's like, I can't actually have it. So it's, it does suck a lot to have that feeling inside of you but I love what Max says that it's like I, I rather have this for five minutes than a lifetime of before and I just love that phrase and and when they just go to the five it's just so good because of like yeah we need that little thing at least you've got to experience that and and get that just take that from all of the bad yeah, so. whoever wrote that quote, like that was a great line. One of the best lines of the, the season, yeah. maybe. Yeah, totally. Um, so uh let's see. We we have another we we get to the next game. We're in the locker room. 
Uh, let's see. What did you two think? Uh, what would you give on a scale of one to ten? What would each of you give Carson's pregame speech here with the book and the talking about the concrete and all of that? I think it was, it was. Let's see. Scale one to ten. Ten being good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. For <laughs> what do you think of winning? What? <laughs> uh, I would have been like a eight point five. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. I don't know. The writing on the wall, if you count that and then it bumps it up to a nine, maybe, because they were just like, let's do it. Okay, you brought it up. Okay, I would have, August, what would you give it through one one through ten? I mean, I'm I'm a, an emotional person. I loved it. I was I would say a 10. Wow. <laughs> I, like, I love it. I mean, the book, I mean, you quoted a book. That's smart. I mean, I don't do smarts. I don't I don't read that much. <laughs> But she quoted a book. I mean, I'm like, that's very nerdy. So I would I would say it was amazing. And I've never read the book. But as I remember someone told me a tree grows in Brooklyn. And I love that Greta gave that to her in like the earlier mm-hmm. episodes. And then he kind of just rounded it all up. And it was like, oh, here it comes again. Like, she didn't just give it to her. Then yeah. they brought it back. And they are like, okay, this is what the book says. And I love that they put it there and made it. Yeah, the writers really killed happened. it. Um, yeah, Amy, cool. I want to get to the to the names on the wall, okay? Because I have some stuff to say about that, but I do I want to read off part of this because you know, August, you gave it a ten. I it is pretty cool. Uh, let's see, I wrote this down. Let me be something every minute of every hour of my life. Let me be cold. Let me be warm. Let me be hungry or have too much to eat. Let me be honorable or let me sin. Only let me be something every blessed minute. Love it. Oh my god. It's so poetic. So yes, good. yes. Okay, so the names. You loved the names on the wall, Amy? Yeah. Cuz these are women back then writing their names on the wall, you know? They're like They're so small. It's like a <laughs> two inches of names. <laughs> it's but something. Like, the goal is to <laughs> write them on the wall like I don't okay, know. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. a wall. It wasn't a wall <laughs> even that, but it's it like a pillar. Yeah. <laughs> No okay, sense. you're you're right. Yeah. It's the 1940s, but I was like, oh, you could just take like a magic eraser and just like one swoop, those would be gone. <laughs> well, it's the symbolism that yeah. matters, guys. Yes. Okay. Just Good that. point. <laughs> um. So, uh, Carson mentions Dove Porter in the speech. I was like, oh yeah, that guy. I totally forgot about him. What was the point of the Dove Porter plotline at the beginning of the season? I'm glad they cut him out because <laughs> I, I I think he was going to turn less. Well, <laughs> yeah. So uh, why I, did they bring him on for those first couple episodes? Because he's a man. <laughs> oh, because you have to have a man. Yeah, They're gonna have a man. Um, instead of like in baseball, they made it like we're just gonna cut him. He's done. <laughs> he's done spoiling baseball. I thought it was great. Because <laughs> I was kind of worried they were going to try to make him to like Tom Hanks in the original League of Their Own, and it's just not really believable the way it's set up. So I was just kind of like, "Yeah, they did it themselves. They didn't need him. They did it." Yeah. Okay, I think it was uh, yeah, a good transition for having him and then needing someone to replace him, and obviously that was Carson. So I mean, it had a purpose, I guess, because we needed Carson as our leader. So. 
It, you're right. It. it was a really fun storyline when Carson and Lupe co co coach yeah. together, and then you know Carson Love really that. develops her coaching skills too. So you, yeah. you're right. It is nice that he was gone, but I actually thought they were going to bring him back for the finale. Were you were you too surprised that they didn't have him come back ever mm-hmm. again? Not really. I wasn't thinking about him that much. <laughs> the border was that. <laughs> oh, oh, I yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. No, I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, you might have thought Carson was all speeched out, but she wasn't. Uh, she's got one more in the cannon, and it's going to Shirley. Uh, she gives her a much-needed lecture. She calls her out. She says, you're afraid of everything and everyone. And she's like, oh, and I am queer. F you, bitch. <laughs> Do whatever yes. you want. Love that. She's like, I coaxed you through all your anxiety. <laughs> doing. You're on your own. And yeah. I got to give it to her. Eating the cans, that was one of my favorite parts. The dented cans. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when she comes back. <laughs> I was so confused about that. I don't know if it was dented. I didn't get that word. That's my problem for not watching this with Spanish subtitles. And I was like, <laughs> what cans? What is what does that mean? And then I saw the cans that she was eating from cans. And I was like, okay, why? <laughs> is botulism still a, like a thing? Like, sh- like, do you, should you still? I actually buy dented cans all the time. Should I not? Oh, me and August gonna be in trouble. But I have cans. But I don't. I mean, can you guys explain to me what is what is dented cans? Oh, um, like it's the it's like a it's like a mark and uh on going in, like as if somebody squeezed, like Popeye squeezed the can or something. Or okay. what? Do you, go go for it, Amy. You it's like bent, dented. Yeah, bent. It's like the can's bent in, so I think this the seal can be broken or some of the metal maybe can get. I don't know exactly oh. the science behind it, but the can oh, like is like smashed in. Yeah, oh. mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to eat those. Really. Oh, we don't have. So that. I like what she's like. We finish that. <laughs> oh well, thank you. You're like rethinking. We have that. We just yeah. have cans that open on the top. I mean. Yeah, we do, but like, okay, if you throw your can of beans on the floor, it might not burst everywhere. It'll just get a dent yeah, in it. No. Yeah. Huh. And then, like, I okay. would still eat them, but Amy would not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on the floor, I don't know. I mean, I, I've eaten things from the floor, so. I mean, <laughs> I right. can't talk that much. Uh oh. Hot take. Oh, I just take. know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Clance makes a comic book out of her and Max's adventures at the factory. I thought that was really cool. I'm not even like a comic book person, but she's obviously super talented. She is. I was like, oh my god. I'm. I mean, I used to draw when I was younger, and I love like the comic uh, art drawings. So I was like, wow, she's so damn good. Like, she should actually put that out there. And I love yeah. that Max told her, like, send it to the Defender. I was like, yes, dude. Like, what are you waiting for? It? Yeah, You're I awesome. wonder if they're going to have her, like, maybe pretend to be a man or something. Or maybe she doesn't have to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just my guess for the 1940s. But, yeah, well, I wonder yeah. if they'll continue that in season two, her career as a comic book. Mm-hmm. Hope so. Or, like, initial. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that they empowered each woman in the show in a different way. Yeah. And at the same time, though, they didn't make them all, you know, angels that were, that had no flaws. They all, you know, 
Clance did not react well to Bert, you know. Uh, Max also didn't treat Bert well at, at various points. Yeah. And so they, you know, they have challenges, they have imperfections, they have flaws. But like you said, they're, they're, they, they have ways to, like, win, Yeah, you know, metaf- symbolically. They're real fucking women. I love it. So and they nice. all have growth. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying, like, we, you know, we had the coach and we got to see Carson's growth. And so each character we got to see grow, which doesn't always happen in one season in a show like that. Yeah. And even a lot of the side characters we saw growth in them, like by the end of the finale, surely. Uh, so that's really yeah. fun. So the Peaches actually win a couple games. And uh, in the process, they start feeling, filling the stands more, very much a la the movie. I loved that little nod. Uh, I thought it worked just as well in the show as it did. in the, Like, it pumped me up. I was like, yes, they're going to win. Yeah. We also <laughs> got the – oh, go ahead, Amy. I said, even the creeps became fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you see that guy who was, like, harassing Greta or something? There were some men in there that I thought were like in this, not maybe the exact harasser, but that were the same extras. So <laughs> I love it. Who was there? I didn't see him. <laughs> I was like, what? Is she there? Oh, that asshole shouldn't have been invited in. <laughs> he was there. You didn't see him. He was in the shadows. <laughs> okay. uh, we yeah. also get the famous. Uh, slide in bruise shot uh, and, and in the show it's on Greta's leg and I remember that was like one of the most memorable scenes from the movie when they show that huge bruise uh, one of the uh, earlier recappers I can't remember maybe it was Roe had been like oh I hope we get to see this and so I was glad they put that in sadly I didn't watch the movie before I watched the show I actually did it after oh. so- all the all the little things, even uh, Rosie O'Donnell being there, I was like, I know her from something, and it was from the L Word because I, right. I hadn't watched the movie, so I didn't know that she had been in the movie. So I did it backwards, <laughs> but then I watched the movie and I was like, Oh, there she is! Now I get it. But wait, so, that's yeah. a good idea. I think I might just watch the movie now and see if I catch any other things. Like, I wonder what the movie will feel like after the show. Yeah, I saw a lot of similarities and I was like, oh, the peaches, they are also called peaches. So it was very much the same, which I didn't know because I had never watched that. I mean, what is baseball? I had no fucking clue what that was. Um, I did kind of know, but not a lot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was great to to get to see that in, in the actual movie and see all of the similarities. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's awesome that you like ended up watching. So you have this like totally different perspective than me and Amy. Yeah. Uh, we get a nice moment between Vivian and Greta. Vivian offers Greta a job, like you know, all the yeah. uh, for the most part, except for our, when we'll get to it. We'll get to the cliffhanger, but um, the girls are like they end like very empowered, as you said, Amy. You know, Greta too. Yeah, I'm scared about that. I don't know what to expect from that job. I was like, okay, she's getting a job there with that woman. That is very like strict about looks and how you know how a woman should be um so i don't know what to expect from that but i hope we get some glimpse into that show and what it entails or something yeah i wonder if they'll explore that a little bit maybe in the opening episode of season two we'll see greta in new york doing whatever she's doing maybe yeah 
Uh, we get a more serious scene between Max and Edgar, Max's dad, uh, where he says, I've always believed in you. It was just hard to believe in the world. Yes. I actually took that as a note because I love when he said that. And it was it was so real. Like, I mean, you have the talent. We know this. But, I mean, it, it's up to the world if they let you in to show it. So... I love that he said that because it, it was a hard word, world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure none of them imagined a, a black woman could play yeah. professional baseball. Um, yeah. Even in the movie when I watched it, I mean, I love that Abby and, and well, all of them always reference the part when they say the, the woman that she just grabs the ball and throws it and that's it. That's all we see of her. And then we finally get Max that she's actually doing it. She's actually yeah. here and having that moment for herself, which I loved. Yeah. And it's really important that we have that representation because yeah. we didn't have it in the movie. So yeah. we can put it in the show. It's good. It's not, yeah. you know, all these, ugh, let's not even get into the straight men who are hating on it that haven't seen the show. Uh, <laughs> Let's see, Amy, uh, even though Edgar's cool, uh, Tony, not so much. Uh, she ha- kind of accepts Max's new hair, but just really seems to not be able to accept um, the base, you know, that she's going to be playing baseball and she's going to be living her life how she wants to live it. Yeah, she's like, hair and baseball way too much. <laughs> Pick <laughs> Max, that's how she's feeling. Way too queer ones, I can't. I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> I love how she like wants to give her the the shop, and she's like, "I always knew." Uh, so I give you the shop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a beautiful thing, but it's also like, well, she's she's, she's a little <laughs> uh, I always knew you were maybe a homo. So here's a salon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love that about Tony, though, because it, it really shows that she cares about her so much that she knows who she is deep down and she wants to help her uh even though she it's not that she doesn't accept i mean in a way maybe she doesn't but in a way she does know who she is but she just wants her to be okay i don't know i think it's an interesting discussion like does she accept max i mean i think at this point you know we're half hour in we can maybe jump a little ahead she ends up kind of deciding to mother clans um yeah you know, I don't know what's going on with Tony, to be honest. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, relationship so much because it's complex. Yeah. You know, so, and, and I think it's relatable too. You're kind of going like, am I accepted? Yes. No. I think that's, that's just so relatable because some families, they, they may grow like they have some growth or, but then they're still, it's a process, yeah. I think, you know? Yeah. So I, I think that's pretty cool that they showed it in its complexity. And then they gave her, you know, the dad being fully supportive and that like beautiful, cute relationship. Like it's, yeah. it's great to see she has like that support, but then see the complexity that like you can relate to as if you were watching. Yeah. That's a good point. In most TV and movies, we either get, Oh, the parent is now going to all the prides and they're totally accepting. Or they're like, you know, I cut you off. Yeah. You're dead mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, you know, and that's not always like that. Yeah. I think Tony is that, a perfect thing of like I love you but it's hard for me but I still love you and I still want to help you and I still want you to be okay I want to protect you from this awful world uh, but I still don't know how to feel about this side of you but 
I think that's pretty much how a parent a lot of times reacts to this. You know, it's it's a process to, mm-hmm. to acceptance. And uh, I don't know. I think Tony is very, it's an interesting character. And to see that relationship with, with Max is, is pretty interesting. And I, I hope we get to see more of that in the future. Me too, me too. Well, Max ends up going, oh, go ahead, Amy. I'm just going to say, yeah, she has like her trauma. She's like you said, she's trying to protect her. And she, you know, she, she pulls out those cards and it, it shows so much that she's been through. She's trying to save her from. And I mean, I'm basically saying the same thing, but it, it's, it's nice to show that whole back story to go yeah. with it. Why she feels that way. Yes. Yeah. Cause her story with Bert, I mean, it's kind of that, that she brings in, like, I mean, we have that conversation with Bert after that. It's like, it's not that I didn't, she kind of says that it's not that I didn't accept you. I just hated that you left and left me alone. So that made me kind of be like, okay, maybe Tony does accept Bert in a way, but it's not just about that. Devil's so, advocate, though. Okay, am I crazy? Or was Tony like, at, when I first realized how, like, who Bert was and how Tony felt about Bert, I almost thought like, Tony was like embarrassed. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, um, is it? Do you believe that it's just totally has nothing to do with with Bert being trans? Mm-hmm. I think it's. Yeah. I think fans have that thing where they they drive you crazy and they drive you away, but then they miss you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, um, yeah, I mean, because she was like, come inside. She didn't want anyone to see. Yeah. I mean, I go into the, is it dangerous or is it embarrassment too? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to know with her. Like, yeah, I was wondering that, like, is, is it because she's afraid of society or it's because she doesn't accept you? Because, I mean, she she still cares about Bert, I think. And, and I mean, it's uh, her brother and, you know, it's a person she, she loves. But um, definitely society wasn't nice, and especially not nice to black women and black men. So it, it's definitely hard for her maybe to see her sibling in, like that in society. Not, I don't know if it's not because she doesn't fully accept him. I mean, yeah, it, it was hard for me to understand her. I think it's, it's complex. You know, she's a complex person and, and dealing with something in that road of acceptance. So... Yeah, I agree with Amy, and uh, I think, like, I agree with you too, August, in that it, it's probably hard to tell, actually, yeah. and it probably is, like, a mixture of both. And, and Yeah. And Emotions are hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, back at the Peaches Quarters, Shirley kisses Carson. She goes from killed, she goes from let's get all the gays, round them up, all the police, to... Just planting one on her. And then she's like, I'm not attracted to you. <laughs> I was like, I think my face just went like, what just happened? Like, <laughs> I couldn't understand. I think I was perplexed for a second there. I No, like, Shirley, what the hell? And yeah. I love that. Then it was, she was like, um, I'm not queer. I don't like you. I'm not interested in you. And I'm like, and, and Shirley's like, that's not how this works. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. But to no. be fair, she learned that that's not how this works through yeah. the test. 
Yes, exactly. Uh, AB, have you ever engaged in a kiss test to see if you have the hots for someone? No. (laughs) That sounds like that would have been a terribly awkward ending. I've had enough awkwardness Mm -hmm. anymore. I just, I do have to say, I have this one story, probably the worst kiss I ever had in my life um, was when I was pretending I wasn't gay. And I, this poor, nice guy, this poor comedian, and I went on a date with him and we had like, obviously a terrible kiss. It was so bad. He was, he literally was like, that was terrible. And then he was like, let me do that again. And without, I was shocked too, because he just planted one on me again. I was like, why are you doing this again? It didn't work the first time. So I even couldn't take that. I totally understand Carson being like, what are you doing? Yeah. She's like, I wasn't, I don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) Your coach. (laughs) That was total brilliant. That was like coming through. Uh, I didn't want that to happen. I mean, (laughs) yeah, same. I didn't want that to happen either, but that was funny though. Uh, The final game of the season is upon us. And one of the highest moments of the episode, in my opinion, they're all out front of their house and Jess starts singing the big batter up song uh, that originally we hear in the movie. Uh, and Esty joins in and all the players begin singing. And uh, what did you two make of the Amazon Prime version of Batters Up or Batter Up? Hey. I mean, I'm, I like the original, so I feel like I'm trying to... I, I think it was great, because I'm going to be nostalgic for the original. So, I thought they did a great job. And that I was... It wasn't like, ah, the original's better, you know? Yeah, and I was like, what the hell is happening? Because <laughs> <laughs> you never seen the movie at the time. <laughs> I was like, what are they doing? And I'm like, oh, damn, they're, they have good harmonies, dude. That's nice. <laughs> have they been practicing singing? I'm like, damn, Esty. I mean, Esty just went high on that note, and I was like, damn, girl, that was great. <laughs> but I had no idea what it was, what they were singing. I was like, we have Canadians. <laughs> now we're different. Like, oh, we all are married. Kind of. I was like, yeah, that dude. It's, it's great. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I might have been a little lost if I hadn't seen the movie too. Like, what? Yeah. Then it's I was like, thing. oh, okay. Maybe. It was from the movie. Where did they get? Did they? Who wrote the song? <laughs> Just, it just happened. It just, just came upon it. them. Was it improvised? Yeah. <laughs> is that what we're supposed to I was so lost. <laughs> what is, if you see my face on the reaction, I was like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, they seem well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've been on a lot of teams. Uh, uh, you have too, Amy. I don't know. Is it realistic that everybody would sound really good and be able to harmonize? <laughs> No, unless there was someone mouthing the words. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. Okay, another... I Okay, you tell me about this, you two. I was... Speaking of being a little thrown off, I was thrown off when Heart starts playing. I mean, like, it's not as if they've been blasting Hot and Her, like some Nelly or some Kanye, like, when they're, you know... All of a sudden, I mean, I'm not hating on Barracuda. I mean... Right. Doesn't love a little barracuda, but I just it was it was like the only time they used a modern song, right? Or am I crazy? Other modern songs. There is. But uh, now remember which ones they were. But I remember thinking, oh, the soundtrack's like modern, but it's not modern today. So it was like 
a lot of 70s stuff were in there. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, I just completely missed that then. Oh, yeah. Because I remember thinking, like, this is surprising because it's not current and it's not from that time period. But it kind of works because if it was too current, it'd be weird. Uh, but, yeah, I can't remember now. I wish I remembered uh, and would have written down the names. Well, Barracuda, but that's like 80s, right? No, 70s. Yeah, there might have been some 80s, too. Oh. Um. Now I'd have to go back and listen to this. I wonder if the soundtrack's anywhere. So, Amy, you think because it's like 70s and not like a song from two years ago, it's fine? Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a little weird, but the music choices were like, they were songs that I love. So I was like, well, they picked really good music. You know, I, I don't know. Love that. No. From back then, it might have been difficult. Yeah. I mean, I love when they put current music on old stuff. Like, I'm a huge Dickinson fan, and I love that in Dickinson, they do that a lot, and they put very current music on something that is, like, a period time thing. Do they also do older music, too, on Dickinson? I've I've seen, like, some episodes, but I can't remember. I don't, I mean, not that I know of. I'm not that knowledgeable in music, especially international <laughs> but um I, I mean the ones that i heard i think they're very like i don't know poppy or rocky mm-hmm. so it's it's very current i think and there's yeah, w- a lot of music i know so yeah yeah i wonder if it just feels weird because like yeah like it's sometimes the old music and then sometimes the, the newer yeah. but i i agree it's not like a deal breaker or anything and yeah. it gets you know especially in this moment you're like pretty pumped up when barracuda starts so uh so we get the big uh, the big game, and I really feel like it's the Peaches versus Joe DeLuca, uh, which, of course, is on purpose, uh, as Joe is the only player on their team we're familiar with. Yeah. It is yeah. almost the movie, too. The sister right. getting treated. She's like her sister. Oh, so I, right. I thought that was pretty cool, the way they did it. Right. Yes. Um, Halfway through the game, we get a really good scene between Bert and Tony. Uh, we kind of already talked about that. Um, actually, I think I think we I don't know if we need to, unless you guys have something else you want to add. I mean, I think I loved about that scene. I actually <laughs> took a note about what what they said that um, that Bert said to her, like uh, that it, you were the most dangerous person because um, you were the one telling me to give a part of myself up to stay here and I gotta say I love I don't know exactly all of what Bert said but I truly loved it I think it was like so powerful that thing of like I loved you but like you were dangerous to me because you were asking me to stop being who I am and that was gonna it kind of killed me in that sense so I don't know I just I just love that uh, scene and what he said yeah, it was a really powerful scene. And I also took note of um, Bert warning Tony, af- you know, sort of after they maybe vent a little bit to each other, you know, at the mm-hmm. end, Bert says, if you don't make this right, Max is not going to come back to your door. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to lose her. You know, she pushes and pushes. It's, I mean, she's going to lose uh, Max like she lost Bert. Has yeah. she lost Bert for good? I mean,. What do you think we see in season two? Do, can they reconcile? I think there's always room for improvement. <laughs> okay. There's some hope there. Yeah. Uh, well, 
Max is heading off with the All-Stars team, and Clance, uh, as well as the new roommate, Cheryl, they're there to see her off too. Uh, I really love the dynamic. I know we, I mean, Max and Clance is the best. I mean, we need more Max. But since Max is kind of getting to be a star now, the second best thing is Clance and Cheryl, because, oh my God, does Cheryl drive Clance crazy? I really hope we see more of them in season two, and this isn't like a throwaway character. Like, I, I hope Cheryl stays. Yeah, it's just kind of, it's just kind of crazy, but it's a fun <laughs> character. It's a fan dynamic. Like she's, she's pretty like, over the top. Yeah, I mean the napkins that she gave Clance with a name on it. I mean, why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, you're weird like that. It's okay. Yeah. Just letting her uh, weirdo fly. <laughs> um. So then we get the final goodbye between Max and Clance. Um. I also thought Clance maybe had – was this Clance's best episode maybe? I mean, I feel like um, Bemisola Ikumelo, I'm trying to pronounce her name right, uh, the actor who plays Clance, just really nails the comedic timing in this episode. Yeah. Her timing is impeccable. So back at the championship game, Lupe seems to have lost her steam. But then – Carson reminds her to breathe, and that totally does the trick. <laughs> so uh, easy. I loved the double steal her and Esty did. Um, you know, I I wanted to get your your take on this, August. Um, they're they're speaking Spanish to each other, and at one yeah. point, is it the coach who says like, or who says stop no, talking? It's a it's a it's a player that is next okay. to them, I think. Yeah. And, and she oh. was like, "They're yelling in code," and I was like, "What? That's just <laughs> fucking Spanish, dude! Like, what is the code here?" I was like, "I understand the code, so <laughs> it's not code, honey. You're a code breaker. Yeah, <laughs> I'm super smart. Sorry. But, <laughs> yeah, I w- that was hilarious, though. But I was like, "Come on, dude." You're not that far away from Spanish-speaking people, so. And, like, not to get too serious because, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of fun and and stuff going on. But, you know, it kind of reminds me of how in America we have so many ignorant people who don't want to hear people talking in Spanish. We have such a large Spanish-speaking population. Like, we should know Spanish. Um, The U.S. doesn't have an official language. So... Um, and that's, I mean, I looked it up once and English is not the official language of the United States. And yeah, kind of half of the population speaks Spanish as well. I mean, yeah. colonies, if it's about history, there's a lot of Spanish speakers there. So yeah, it's weird that they do that. I mean, I always hear that. And it's like, why? I it's mean, just, it's sad that it, that kind of attitude persists to this day. Yeah. I love people talking in other languages in my country. I'm like, oh. Oh my god, they're speaking English. Oh my god, they're speaking German. I'm like, what? I'm surprised and I love it. Me too. I think it's cool. Yeah. And I, I didn't know that. I didn't know English wasn't our official language. I learned something today. I've learned yeah. so much. Yeah. Many countries don't have official languages. It's pretty weird. I don't think my country has an official language. Oh, I mean, really? No, we just speak Spanish because of historical things, <laughs> colonies, yeah. you know, Spanish right. yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, when the game ended up one run away from ending the championship, 
I kind of felt like I knew they were going to have Joe win the game for the Blue Sox. It's the same way the movie ends. Um, as Amy mentioned earlier, they trade Joe, similar to in the movie, they trade Kit. And then we get this ending. Um, but then I was really shocked because as Joe is going around the braces, she like breaks her ankle jogging on the the, 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 the uh, bases. Uh, Amy, I found this to be like a little goofy for them to have the peaches uh, then cool runnings Joe into home plate. I was like, she can't catch a break. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Joe. Beat up again. <laughs> oh my god, that was yeah. brutal when they showed that ankle. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. I, I didn't play baseball, so I don't know if I can really speak to it. I I've seen some broken bones in soccer, but uh, yeah, it, it I don't know. It was it was a little cheesy, cool runnings, but it, it was kind of I enjoyed it. I'll admit it. Okay. I I don't know. I I thought it was like it was a good way to tie back the movie again, you know. And I don't know. I mean, it was a little over the top, but what are they gonna do? Just leave her there? Be like. <laughs> Arrested, like, <laughs> and beat up and traded and uh, oh you're right and um just uh hope you're doing well, <laughs> so, well in the in the bonus yeah. video abby jacobson mentions uh she got the idea for this plot line from her dad who oh. happened to um uh, who heard about this softball game uh, where in a championship softball game, uh, mm. I guess this happened. Uh, and, um, but yeah, I don't know. August, what did you think about the feel good? Carrie Joe in we're all one. We're still I love this. <laughs> I was crying like a bitch. Honestly. I was, oh. oh my God. Editing the reaction. I was crying again. Every time I watch it, I cry. I'm like I'm a I'm a soppy. How you say it? Sobby, soppy. I, I get uh, soppy about it. I don't know the sop, maybe. I don't yeah, know. like I don't know how you Zappy say it. Sop. <laughs> soppy sop. Soppy sop. Yeah. Um. When I watch that, I mean, it, it's just I don't know. I find it so beautiful because it's it's their friend. You know, it's someone they care about and love. And and she did what she did. She won. She deserves the win. I mean, we can't just leave her there. I mean, she did it. She's amazing, and she deserves that. So I mean, after everything she went through. Let's give her this win, please. And let's put her out there and, and say she, she did this. I mean, I loved it. I, I got all cryy about it. It was great. Uh, agree to disagree. I love Joe. And I thought it was, oh, I thought I didn't need it. I thought we don't need the cool running. I know I keep referencing this. Uh, August, have you seen the movie Cool Runnings? <laughs> no. Okay, this is a, you're too young, and also, you know, uh, I don't know how popular in Uruguay Cool Runnings is, but uh, it's, it's a, there's a famous scene at the end of the movie uh, where these Jamaican bobsledders, like, uh, carry their bobsled in, um, and it's, like, a beautiful moment. Uh, that's why I keep referencing okay. it. What's a bobs, a bobs? Oh, so, um, oh, yeah, this is, uh, okay, so it's a winter Olympic sport where you get in a sled on an ice chute, and you go, like, a million miles an hour, like, really fast. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Nice. I don't have mountains here, so I don't know how that works, but, yeah. I they don't have them it. in Jamaica. They don't bobsled <laughs> in Jamaica either, so. It was a pretty nice. interesting plot. <laughs> Love that. Okay. I love uh, to watch it. But Eckert, just like, I guess, apparently the show. 
Seems what was that? Yeah, I don't know if that part was historically accurate carrying across, but some of the movie from Cool Runnings was based off real things that happened to that team. Oh, I didn't really know that. Yeah, so the fact that I guess it, it makes sense if that story was real that her dad was telling, then it ties. It in. is real, yeah. And I I Googled this because, like I said, I was like, huh. and yeah, this stuff happens. It happens in baseball. It's happened, you know, in, with men. They like the people have broke, have hurt themselves jogging after hitting a home run. So. Well, awesome if they helped her get there. I, I love that because it was so cute. <laughs> I can't. Uh, Max calls Clance from a payphone at the hotel. And like I said, that's when we learned Tony is over at Clance's. I was like, why can't Tony just support Max? But I think this is setting up a, maybe a season two plot line. Mm. Yeah. I mean, she did said kind of like, she needs to find herself or something. And she did. You know, she she does. I mean, she she needs to do what she loves and, and see who she is in, in that element, I think. And I don't know if Tony is saying that to kind of support her or, or like she's going to face reality and come back or, or how she meant it. But, I mean, I'm happy that whatever happens to Max, at least she's going to she's going to try. And do what she loves. And if it goes well, great. And if it doesn't, well, that's just hitting reality, I guess. But I think she deserves a try. Oh, yes. Well, the Peaches didn't win. But Sarge still lets them party after the game. Uh, she even gives Jess her money back for all the fines uh, she incurred during the season. What a cool character Sarge is. I love that scene. That was great. Yeah. And then they confirm the whole movie. You're like, she's got to be queer, right? And you're like, you know, and then. <laughs> yeah, right. I was going to ask you is we have to take care of our own. Is that line like Sarge saying like women or is it you think, Amy, you obviously you think it means that she's gay or queer. I thought I took it as queer. I mean, I think it could mean both women, too. But the fact that she gave her the money back for the fines, that specific. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I thought that too, yeah. You thought it meant that um she was queer? I mean, actually, what, not when I was watching it, but when I was editing the reaction, I was like, okay, wait. She means she's queer, so I'll put it. Is she queer? <laughs> like, I, I wrote it. Like I was like, yeah, maybe, because I was so confused about Sarge. Because I was confused about her kicking show out of the team, but then she, someone explained to me, like, yeah, she kicked her out, but she didn't put her name on the list of inverts or something. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. She, like, kind of saves Joe. Yeah, mm -hmm. she was kind of protecting her. So I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. And then she does this for Shes, and I'm like, yeah, she probably is queer. I mean, she saves Joe from being queer, like, from the her being in the list. And now Shes. So I'm like, I think there's a high problem. Have you ever watched a show with this many queer characters that's not the L word? No. I don't think so. Like, I can't believe it. I, I'm, And it's great. I love it. Yeah. It is accurate. But According to Mae, all the way Mae, she's like, she said like, what, two thirds of the league was gay or something? Or queer. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I thought Legends of Tomorrow was one of the shows that I watched that had a lot of queer characters. But there were like three or four, and that was like a lot to me. Mm -hmm. And then we have this, and he's like, 
okay, you're queer, and then you're queer, and then you're queer too. And that's and queer maybe too. you're queer, and then you know, like you don't even know. <laughs> yes, he was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Um, during the party, Greta asked Carson to go to New York with her, and for some reason, Carson waits till the last possible second to give her an answer. Uh, Amy, Carson can't go with Greta to New York. She can only make out with her on the side of the house, which Charlie happens to see. He's right there. Broad daylight on the porch. <laughs> what is she yeah. thinking? What are the, what's happening? Why did she wait so, first of all, why did she wait so long to give Greta the answer? Hmm. I, I think she was, yeah, she's still deciding. Yeah. But I don't know if she's really gonna if that if that opportunity's still there. I don't know because of the job or I I don't know. I just I wonder if something's gonna happen. I just have a, a feeling. I don't know. Well, something has to happen. Like Charlie just busted his wife. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, with a yeah. woman. Like, how do they yeah. react to this in the 1940s? Yeah, interesting to see because they kind of made him seem cool, but and the letter yeah. we don't really know how detailed the letter go like they bring it up but they don't go through the whole thing so yeah i don't know it i could see it going different ways but yeah i mean um, I if he screams or something greta's gonna hear she's gonna turn around <laughs> i mean i don't know if greta is gonna like because greta is walking away when he appears so i don't know if he's she's gonna hurt hear something and turn around I mean, I'm picturing things. If if that happens, if Greta's gonna stay, is she still gonna leave? What is Carson gonna do? Because she wanted to leave by herself. I mean, I mm. don't know what she's gonna do now that she has to confront Charlie. So, so you two both think like there's a possibility that Charlie like just goes Hulk and like starts screaming and yelling because he seems so like meek throughout most yeah, of the show. Um, yeah, I don't see him screaming though, but. Maybe he talks loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. oh, but yeah. I mean, he did hear Carson say like, um, no, who said like, you opened me up, Carson, Greta said. And then uh, Shaw said something like, oh, what was it? Right. He overheard stuff. He didn't just see the kiss. Yeah. And, he, and like. Hurtful yeah, stuff. And, they, and they touched their each other's faces and they're like so cuddly there. And I mean, he saw all of that. I don't know how he's going to swallow that. Hmm. I mean, but I what know. do you think of the decision to have this be a, a cliffhanger, have this kind of end our season? Because like everything was going too good. I like it. I was like, yeah. okay, is we can't have it all be too perfect. It's like 1940s. We got all these queers. Yeah. Like, come on. It was inevitable, really, I think. Mm. The whole time it's in the back of her mind. She doesn't know what she's going to do. Like, this just this just brings it all to the front. I, I thought it was a great way to end it. Yeah. Give you the suspense and address. Yeah. You have to deal with this, and that's going to be the second season. It's I, I thought it was a great ending. But um, him showing up, he's supposed to be at home. <laughs> yeah. True. Oh, it's your own fault, too. Charlie. <laughs> If you'd have just stayed at home, you wouldn't have yeah. seen this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he made it look like he left so she could do her thing. Uh, 
but yeah, he showed up and he wasn't supposed to be there. So but if I mean, you're Carson, can you really bring that up? I think yeah. you like, <laughs> okay, but you did bad stuff too. Uh, there's not as bad. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. In a way, maybe Charlie will understand. Maybe he'll hear her out. I don't know. I think that he could... I don't know if he's a good listener, but I think they did talk a bit in the hotel and he was and she was talking to him and he was kind of listening to what she was saying. So I don't know. Maybe she'll tell him, like, you know, I'm having these feelings. I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm trying to figure myself out. And maybe, maybe he'll understand it. Or maybe that's a bit hopeful. I don't know. He didn't understand the money. He's the type type of guy that yeah. doesn't, you know, he's like, oh, money? Yeah. You don't even need he's, me? Yeah, he's the 40s. So maybe he won't. Does <laughs> <laughs> that know. person even exist as a straight man in the 40s? Is is there any yeah. way he's going to tolerate this? Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. It might be less of an ego bruise if he thinks she's gay. But I don't know, the 40s. That, that's more modern thinking, like a guy being like, yeah. oh. Not nothing to do with me. You're gay. <laughs> like, yeah, right. It's not about that. me. Bye. And they'll be like, "Oh, well, you're gay. That's why you don't like me. <laughs> nothing to do with me." You know? Yeah. Actually, no. But you can you're like, no, it's you. It's as yeah. it's just you. <laughs> yeah. The 1940s. I I don't know how understanding he's gonna be. I mean, he had some health issues. Maybe he would. I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do with this character because. They make him seem kind of cool, but also a man. But in the that's 40s. great. That's what's great about this show is nobody yeah. is a caricature. They're yeah, realistic. Yeah. This is how real people are. You have a husband totally. who is a really great guy who maybe reacts terribly in real life. Yeah. And like, that's what happened. Like, that's just the, you know, humans are complex. Yeah. I, I love that about Charlie, actually. And they, they made him a, a good guy because if they make him an asshole, it's easier to hate him. And want him gone, but when he's actually good, you're like, oh, like this sucks also because he's actually a great guy. But that's the complexity and that's actual life because usually, well, I don't know if usually, but I mean, sometimes guys are not assholes and they're actually good people that are going to listen to you and are going to respond. Uh, believe it or yeah. not, every blue moon, the guy <laughs> is not an asshole. Yeah, believe. <laughs> Part it happens, it. guys. It happens. <laughs> Sometimes. But yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd like to hear from both of you your sort of overall thoughts on season one of A League of Their Own. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Like, I don't know. I, I, I was trying to think of more critiques on it. And I was like, <laughs> they did a great job. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, they did. I could see maybe some people being a little overwhelmed by it, but uh, like old fans of the movie being like, whoa, what is this? But they described it in the description that it was going to be different. And um, it was great to see that many queer characters. I thought it was funny too. I usually don't love dramas. I'm usually more of a comedy person. And the fact that they didn't take away from any of the like dramatic writing, dramatic writing was amazing, but they, it was still funny throughout the whole time. So yeah, I, I was so impressed by it. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping it just gets the second season. Has it been announced? No, it no. hasn't. That's that really. Yeah. Um, Amy, uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, the comedy. As a comedian, as as somebody who does improv and sketch and all kinds of stuff, do you think they're improvising ever? 
uh, or or do you see scenes or lines that you think are improvised, or do you think most of it's scripted? I felt like it was scripted. I could see maybe um, taking a line and making it your own kind of improv a little bit, like changing the words around slightly. But I, from, from what I gather, it looked pretty scripted to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, August, what what are your thoughts on season one? I loved it, honestly. I Since I didn't watch the movie, I couldn't compare it too much. So it was just great. I just, I finished it and I was like, I need to, I don't know. I want to meet Abby, uh, Abby, Abby Jacobson, because she's like, she killed it. I mean, with what she created and, and how, she, how much she took from the movie and made it uh, special and actually dwell more into. I mean, I was amazed by it all. And I just, I had fun. I love dramedies. I don't know how, that's how you say it. But like yeah. the drama and the comedy, I, I just enjoy it so that much. And I just love the funny moments, love the drama. I think it has a bit of everything. And like Shaw said, like, will I see you in season two to Greta? I'm like hoping, yes, we see each other in season two because it was it was great. Um, like next season, we need it. We need yeah. more of them. We were that- talking at the- oh, go ahead, Amy. What did you say? Was that like a wink you think? Like, will I see you in season two? Like, was this yeah. kind of <laughs> I actually I, I was like yes season two because she said to her see you next season to yeah. Greta and I was well, like yes maybe they've already got light we just don't know yeah well I will say um would they end it this way if they hadn't if they hadn't at least an inkling that it might be because like the with the L word, like they didn't announce it until really late that it was getting a third season. And from what I understand, the reason they ended the L word season two on a cliffhanger was because like Showtime basically told them, yeah, we're going to probably give you a season three. That's one of the reasons I think we're getting a season two is like the cliffhanger. And then um, yeah, I think it's been doing pretty well too. Yeah, I think it did. But I, I don't know because recently I'm pissed because they have canceled a lot of shows that ended with cliffhangers and like the wilds paper girls. I was reacting to both of them. Then they canceled, uh, first something kill. else. First kill to, uh, yeah. so I'm, I'm like, I don't know. Anything could Gentleman happen. Jack, here. We've had a lot. They've canceled work in progress this year. They've canceled a lot of yes. uh, women loving women shows. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Later. You're going to want to write it with that cliffhanger to get people intrigued to watch the second season. So, yeah. but maybe, maybe that like I'll see you means like like they're pretty sure I'm hoping. Yeah, hmm. hopefully. Maybe. I mean, they have gotten a lot of uh, interviews in a lot of shows. So in the late things, they're Good in the buzz. states. Like, so I'm like, they're having a lot of promotions. Something that the other shows that got canceled didn't. So here's hoping that they will get a season two. That's a good. Uh, that's a good point. August. Uh, we at the beginning of the podcast we kind of were talking about our favorites. Do you do you do we should we all list off who our favorite is? I mean, I might know who August is. <laughs> I'm not sure. Like, oh, really? It's not a uh, Greta. I was I was Greta. I was like oh, Greta, but then I I met Carson and I was like, oh Carson. My girl like, does not like Greta. <laughs> yeah. What? what? Why not? He's very like, oh, Greta. <laughs> I don't oh know. God. Yeah. We're going to have to talk. 
I, I know Amy's girlfriend. I'm gonna have to, we're going to have to have a talk. I need to know why. <laughs> oh my God. Greta is like the woman. I mean, she's great. I love her. I mean, I don't know. I love them both, but I think maybe Greta a bit more. I don't know. Okay. What about but you, I Amy? I think it's Max. Yeah. Cool character. Yeah. Very, very attractive too. That helps. I I liked how they showed the knee like like some of the like the Negro League, how they had to do the, you know, tricks and all that and background noise cat feeder <laughs> nice Kitty. but uh yeah i like how they showed i don't know just so much she went through the, the actor herself i think did a good job i think you could kind of tell which actors were queer but i thought really it okay i actually am i don't really know i mean besides abby jacobson who is engaged i believe to her partner no. i don't really know who is or isn't queer i believe darcy melanie Melanie's queer, um, who plays show, and someone said, okay. Oh, really? Um, so Melanie is queer playing a straight character, then interesting. Or no, no wait, am I getting oh, sorry, I was thinking of Shirley. So, no, 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 <laughs> Melanie Fields, who plays show DeLuca, she is queer. Oh, got it. Okay, um, Darcy, I don't think so. Um, and who else? Well. Definitely, well, yeah, there's definitely more queer actors for sure. Yeah, I think Roberta and Kelly, I don't know, that yeah. play Lupe and Chez. But, Speaking of, yeah. I think my favorite, okay, first half of the season, my favorite was Max. No, hands down. I was living through Max's eyes. I was rooting for Max the most. I wanted to see more Max. Um, second half, I, I think Lupe. I really, I really um, enjoyed the journey we went on with Lupe. Um, yeah. I enjoyed the dynamics with Lupe and uh, Lupe and Esty. I thought Lupe, yeah. the scene, the little scene Lupe had in the gay bar was really cute when she yeah. loses her girl and then she's like, moves on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Lupe is awesome. And her scenes, I mean, I love this scene in the, at the bar when she sees Carson there and, and she comes to the conclusion that she was with Greta. I just, <laughs> she's what? like. With the what? height. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I love that scene. That was so hilarious. Good. Hopefully they have a better nickname for her next year other than the Spanish striker. I was pissed about that, honestly. It was like she's not Spanish, dude. Seriously. <laughs> she's Mexican. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, that annoyed me. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, let's see. Any any other thoughts on season one or, or anything particular you hope about season two? Gretzen Endgame. Like you want to see a wedding? Yeah. <laughs> a secret Gretzen wedding. wedding. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I need them. Totally. Oh, and we didn't say this, I think, but um, Clancy is pregnant. Yes. She's pregnant. I didn't know this. Like, when did we learn about Clance getting pregnant? No, I think we we have a glimpse at it when she faints at Uh the church. And then um, they said that it's because um, she found the letter Mm -hmm. that her husband goes to war. And that's the reason why she was feeling like that. But here we get the, the thing that she is actually pregnant when she's with Tony. 
And I was like, right. oh my God, okay. she's pregnant. And she and- didn't tell her husband or Max because they had to leave. But did she, so she did know before he left for war. Yeah. That's Ooh. what I'm getting at, I think. Okay. That was the conclusion that, um, that's how I came to it in the last episode. Like, oh, okay. So she didn't tell him because he had to leave. So that's the reason. And yeah, and I also wonder, I like, is are they going to do more with Clance and her husband, or I, I wonder how they're going to have that relationship turn out? Because I yeah. guess he's, you know, it wouldn't be realistic for him to come back this early. So, but that that'll be interesting for season two. So she's yeah. for sure pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she told her. She told Tony, "I don't know how to do this." Right. I, okay. I didn't yeah. have a good mother. And she was like, well, and Tony was like, I'm here to help you or something. And um, so, yeah, she's pregnant. I'm oh my God. So I totally the husband that... dies. Oh, I know. I didn't. Uh, I hope not. That would suck. For him with his glasses. <laughs> yes. Like, that scene where he was, he admitted, like, he was scared about having glasses. I, I had glasses growing up and I was like, that would be so scary. Yeah. So. I have glasses. I can't take them off. I don't see anything. So. I get his fear of losing his glasses. Yeah. yeah. Not a good time and place to lose them either. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope they don't yeah. do that with his character. Or I, maybe they, he can lose them, but he, he gets them back. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's almost like a scare too. They'll say like, oh, we, she won't hear from him, but then we'll get a finally he comes home yeah. moment like a la Gina Davis and uh, was that Bill Pullman? Anyways. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Well, listeners, <laughs> the scary part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should we end on that? <laughs> yeah, that's it, guys. Really gets it. Into, uh, she's free. Something lighter and silly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, listeners. If and when a league of their own comes back, I will be back right there uh recapping the episodes with you um i do feel good about a season two so i'm i'm like practically already scheduling my guests for next season that's how i feel so uh (laughs) i do want to thank my two amazing guest hosts august and amy for coming on to the podcast give both of them a follow on instagram uh august is at uh august lelop and amy at amy nico schwartz that's at amy nico schwartz Go right now to YouTube, subscribe to Lilop, uh, get all her fun reactions, uh, then go over to Bad Waves Radio, subscribe there, support uh, queer creators, support uh, queer artists, and uh, of course, all of this will be in the description for you. Uh, Don't forget Chicagoans, October 7th, Bad Waves Remix will be live at Redline Virtual Reality. That is going to be a lot of fun this Friday. Uh, Stand-up comedy, music, improv, visual arts. Make sure you come check that out this Friday night in Chicago. Uh, Thank you, both of you, for making this finale a really fun recap. Thank you for having us.